Well, it's Thursday, and you are listening to yet another episode of Days of the New. I'm Kevin, as always, joined by my co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Uh, got a good night's sleep. Going to watch the World Baseball Classic later, which I'm excited about, cheering for Team USA. But uh, yeah, I listened to uh, a lot of uh, the album that we're going to cover. Uh, I was on an airplane a couple times this week, so I... Got a few good solid listens in and I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Uh, so without any further delay, today we are going to be talking about Meteora by Linkin Park. Yeah, and uh, some of you guys are probably like, how the fuck are you doing a second Linkin Park episode when, you, when <laughs> there's so many bands you haven't covered? And we'll get to that. Uh, Linkin Park is back in the news for a multitude of reasons, which we'll get to towards the end of this show. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it just felt like a timely topic. Yeah, it, it is certainly timely, especially if you're listening to this when it comes out. One of the things about Linkin Park albums, as I do this, like... Nick, you know, and listeners, you know, we have a format. We have a formula here. Right. There's just certain beats that we hit. And it's really hard with a bunch of Boy Scouts like Linkin Park. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> just the good guys of new metal. Just a bunch of like really solid dudes with their own charity. You know, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's amazing, though, like to get accolades on this show. You just need to not be a Nazi. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. I was like, Mr. Han never like stormed the Capitol. Uh, you know, Mike Shinoda never like climbed a bell tower with a rifle. It's just, they're just boring, nice, humble dudes. Yeah, that were really, really important and made some of the very best new metal that was ever made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without relying on like the scary, gothy sides of new metal. They just like had like banging guitars and they incorporated the hip hop element and the electronic element, the DJ part, and like wrote three minute pop song. Yeah, uh, that, that's exactly it. I do enjoy that we are covering this sophomore release because there couldn't be a worse time to be a new metal band than 2003. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's funny because like, this song had so many hits and radio singles that I feel mm -hmm. like I knew it. But to be honest, like I never owned this album. Like in two, can I break down what other albums came out in 2003? Yes, please. Okay. All right. So obviously Meteora came out in 2003. It was the second Linkin Park album. The, when I first heard Linkin Park, we talked about it two years ago in our Linkin Park episode. It blew my mind. I remember where I was yeah. in the car when I heard it on the radio and I loved it. But I was, you know, 18 or 17 when that album came out. And like by the time that 2003 came around, I had, I had left new metal. I was listening to like emo and hardcore and punk rock and I was playing in bands and doing little tiny tours and like trying to make it as a musician. And the albums that meant a lot to me in 2003 were these alkaline trio. Good morning against me as the eternal cowboy AFI sing the sorrow Deftones self-titled brand new Deja Antendu. Dashboard Confessional, A Mark of Mission, A Brand, A Scar. Cursive, The Ugly Organ. Death Camp for Cutie, Transatlanticism. Fallout Boy, Take This to Your Grave. Silverstein, When Broken is Easily Fixed. Thursday, War All the Time. Coheed and Cambria, In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth. Thrice, The Artist in the Ambulance. The Weaker Thens, Reconstruction Site. Blood Brothers, Burn Piano, Island Burn. And Saves the Day, In Reverie, Amongst Countless Others. Nailed it. Absolutely 
nailed 2003 it. may have been the greatest year of music in my life i would say 2001 to 2003 ducking into 2004 if you asked if you gave me a time machine that's exactly where i'm going yeah, i mean i only have one band tattoo on my body and it's the cover of death cab's transatlanticism it's my favorite album of all time and like if i'm gonna compare that to meteora transatlanticism still wins 10 out of 10 times but i remember right. we were going uh, on a little tour in, in 03 or 04 or I can't remember. And like, we had to sit down my bass player and be like, bro, you cannot tell people that you like Lincoln park while we're on the road. <laughs> That's such bro, a shitty thing. To dude, do. I know we were like, bro, you cannot wear your incubus shirt on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'd be a liar if I'd say in like, while I was driving in the car and numb came on that I wasn't like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was firmly in camp hardcore at this point. I was not, listening to new metal and the new metal that I was listening to, I was doing so in the safety of my car or with headphones. Yeah. hundred percent. It was a terrible time to release an album. And I actually want to quote from an article from MTV.com that was released at that time. The title is Lincoln park inconspicuously huge. So let me, let me just read this to you. <clears throat> Over the past year, the whole rap rock thing has pretty much been run into the ground. The formulaic shuffle between pugilistic hip-hop verses and melodic choruses has grown staler than year-old Lucky Charms, and the road of percussive, down-tuned guitars has gotten so played out that all the volume and rage is no longer jarring or visceral. Many of the acts that formerly led the revolution, including Korn, Papa Roach, and Kid Rock, have revamped their sounds in a desperate attempt to survive, and other more stubborn bands have been left scrambling to hang on to their fan base, much of which has gravitated to hip-hop or punk in a quest for new kicks. Remember, those are the first two paragraphs of an article promoting Linkin Park. Dude, that, that line, like, more stale than year-old Lucky Charms, is just bad writing. It's terrible writing. It, it's... At, Every possible turn, journalists are looking to maintain their status as tastemakers, and to do that, the lowest hanging fruit is new metal, and finding these increasingly verbose ways to deride the artists and the fans. Right, this was also the same year that Evanescence released their debut album, and that was like the rap-rockiest song of all time, thanks to that bridge. Yeah, I mean, it, there was a place for this to thrive, but MTV, it will eat its young. Oh, for sure. And... The minute that Thursday came out, they were just like, nope, fuck this. You're out. Yeah. You're out. Yep. And I think that's why Lincoln Park is such an interesting case, because they could have easily been like, all right, Mike, you're out of the band. Sorry. Oh, bud. dude, for sure. They didn't. They stuck to their guns. They wrote the music they wanted to write and proved not only themselves, but everybody else wrong. The other thing is like uh, Shinoda was so integral to the band. Like, yeah, he was the rapper, but like he also was like the mad genius of the studio. So like, oh, yeah. I think if Shinoda was out of the band, like, they could have been like, you're not allowed to rap anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which song in the album uh, was they were talking about, but like Chester wrote like the guitar progression and like it just sounded too folk rocky and he abandoned it. And Shinoda took it in the studio and reversed it. 
and like they yep. look perfect. And then they built the song off of that. And like that's that's what Shinoda brought to the band in addition to just his like kind of lame, kind of white boy rap. You can tell that he sees which way the winds are blowing because in some of the videos and on live performances, now they're giving him a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're giving yeah. him a little something to exactly. do. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's like in like the notes to the my notes for the first song of this album. Talking about that. Yeah, totally true. Okay, so this album, just to give you a sense of how well it performed, it went seven times platinum in the U.S., and across the world, it ranked up number one chart positions. Meteora has sold around 16 million copies worldwide, and it was the eighth best-selling album of the 21st century. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But it was so anticipated. Like, people were ready, man. It was like four years since, like... The first Linkin Park record, or I think three Linkin Park came out, and mm-hmm. Hybrid Three is what two thousand. Uh, yeah. yeah. What I also find pretty audacious about Linkin Park at this time is that they started their own tour, yeah. Project Revolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a spiritual cousin of kind of like Family Values, but it boasted a much stronger and diverse lineup, which is pretty savvy because. Kids may think that Linkin Park is lame, but they still love The Bled and My Chemical Romance and Armor for Sleep and shit, the fucking Ghostface Killer. So Linkin Park curates this festival where they're going to get kids through the door and then they're going to win them over on the strength of their live show, which is exactly what they yeah, do. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really observant. And I mean, like, also, like, yeah, like Linkin Park for me never really felt like a money making operation. Like they just I mean, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it was I mean, this is like super formulaic. You know, I mean, they were put together in a lab. Chester was not like the original lead singer of this band. But like, yeah, they like it felt like they had integrity, whereas like Corn would do family values and then only bring out bands that were signed to their own record label. Yeah. Our, our homeboys, people yeah. we like to drink and do meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just problematic fuckers left and right. (laughs) But yeah, so let's talk about this a little. Linkin Park has, after the release of Hybrid Theory, and they kind of had a remix album as a way to bridge the gap between their first album and this. And they've just been on the road. And while they've been on the road, they've been recording. And by the time they stop recording, they've got 80 demos in the can ready to go. So... They head back into the studio yet again with producer Don Gilmore, but this time they learned a very important lesson from Hybrid Theory. Reflecting on this time, Shinoda said, When we went to the studio and did Hybrid Theory, we were doing great stuff, and we were really happy with a lot of the stuff we were making. But culturally, it was a nightmare. We were miserable. The band was very aligned on what we wanted to make, but the label was fighting with us every day. People kept throwing in opinions about, oh, it shouldn't be this, it shouldn't be that. There were even suggestions that the band shouldn't have any rapping, it shouldn't have any hip-hop production or influence in it. We just stuck to our guns, made hybrid theory, and the rest was history. So, anybody in a creative discipline will tell you that review and feedback by committee is the most soul-crushing thing in the fucking world. Just to have somebody who has spent none of the time but has some modicum of power come in and say, oh, you should do this, and here's my opinion. Well, who the fuck are you and why? And part of the problem was that Gilmore left that door open for those people to come in. And, you know, when you're a band recording your first album, who are you to say no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the responsibility of the producer to help preserve the artist's vision, and Gilmore wasn't doing that. So this time around, they were like, we don't want to work with Gilmore at all. And 
Gilmore was adamant that this would not be the case this time. And apparently he was true to his word and he said whatever they need to say because they had complete creative control. And by all accounts, it was a positive experience. And what you're hearing on that album is a direct reflection of what they intended the songs to be. Let's talk a little bit about the title. Meteora is a Greek word roughly translating to lofty or elevated. And music journalists had a fun time waxing philosophical on that one. Oh, really? The lofty ambitions of a band on the uh, tail end of new metal, blah, blah, jerk me off. Well, like, so like I I kind of wondered if, you know, this is during the time period where Incubus was all like Nebula and like, you know, oh, and yeah, I kind of yeah, thought, yeah. oh, Meteora, like they're trying to cap on that. But like, this isn't a spiritual album. This isn't like, no. they're not metaphysical. Like the album title doesn't fit the album for me. It does not. And I have a quote from Mike here. Meteora was a word that caught my attention because it sounded huge. Yeah, it, does. Right. it sounds cool. I don't know how much I buy into this, but this is what he says, um, that the rest of the band concurred, liking it to the spirit of the Meteora rock formations, which were epic and dramatic and energetic, which just kind of sounds like bullshit. Yeah, no, this album should have been called like, Leave Me Alone or something. That's all that it sings about in the whole album. <laughs> because I am who I am, I sidetracked. And let me tell you a few things about Meteora Greece. Okay. So Meteora is a formation of eroded rocks, some of which have monasteries built on them. And there were a total of 24 monasteries built. Only six are now active. Until the 1920s, it was only accessible by hanging ladders and rope. So provisions and even the monks themselves had to take a literal leap of faith. Now, here's the best part. The ropes were only replaced when the Lord let them break. Oh, so, oh okay. Now, all right. Yeah. I, I guess they got sick of scraping monks off the rocks because in the 20s, they finally carved stairs in. <laughs> if you visit, make sure to swing by the holy monastery of the great Meteoron. It is built on the highest rock in the valley, which is 613 meters above sea level, and has an impressive collection of monk skulls just oh. lined up all oh, over the cool. place. Yeah. Uh, make sure you dress for the occasion. Women, you're going to want to cover your knees and have your shoulders covered and maybe consider some headscarves. Fellas, wear long trousers and shirts. Oh, and if you're a James Bond fan, you might recognize Meteora from the 1981 For Your Eyes Only starring Roger Moore. So, oh, all right. A Greek bishop was paid to allow the filming in the monasteries, but he didn't tell the monks. <laughs> and this went on. Yeah. And now his skull is on display. <laughs> well, Kai, uh, this went all the way to the Greek Supreme Court, who decided that the monk's only property was the interior and that the exterior and the surrounding landscapes were local governments. So the monks tried to sabotage promotion as much as possible. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. They hung their shitty drawers at the windows and covered the uh, monastery in like plastic flags and bunting to spoil the shots. And then they placed oil drums to prevent the crew from landing helicopters. And my point here is that monks are real fucking weird. Yeah, dude. So, extremely. Let's get into this album. All right, let's do it. Forward. Not like, oh, we didn't need this song. No, it's, it's not a song. It's not, I mean, it's hardly, oh, it's only a few seconds. It, there, there, there's no point to this. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't know why. It's just a boom, 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 boom. And it leads right into our first actual song, 
don't stay. Yeah, and the, the point of don't stay is simply to say Lincoln Park is back. We didn't change a goddamn thing except <laughs> Mike plays guitar now and raps a little less. There's fucking turntables everywhere. Brad still got his fucking gun range hearing protection on. <laughs> and Chester's kicking us off by saying that sometimes he's just got to be alone. This slaps. This song slaps. Like everybody is dialed in. You're right. Mr. Han is just going off. Dude, and it's so much. Yeah. It's one of those things where the journalists are going, oh, new metal's DOA. And they're just like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, this album or this, the guitars on this song inspired a million bands to like scoop their mids and have a tone where you can't find the exact moment where the power chords change. It's just a <laughs> like, it's just a, the guitars are just a fucking blur. And it's great. Yeah. It is great. Yeah. It's not great when bands do it now, but it was great then. The other thing I will say about this is that you immediately recognize the, this is a well-produced album. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, and I give the credit to that to Mike Shinoda. As do I. It's, Sounds amazing. Like Hybrid Theory had a few blemishes. Those have been corrected on this album. This is the first song on the album where Chester is saying that he wants to be himself and not turn into whoever this mystery person is or want to be changed by this person. And he talks about how he wants to be alone, but also that he doesn't want to be ignored. Like generally... This album is very similar to the first Godsmack album where he just can't keep being like, go away. <laughs> this is this is Linkin Park's go away record. Yeah, this is also following the Linkin Park theme of we write songs so ambiguous that you can apply whatever yeah. you're going through. And I got to tell you, man, listening to it again, the lyrics just washed right through me in one year out the <laughs> yeah. other. No, it's just not, it's not strong. Like this is a sophomore release, right? So like the music's better than the lyrics. In all fairness, this is the last Linkin Park album that I really spent any time with. Yeah, Maybe it's gotten better. I don't know. I'll have to go and check it out. Next up is Somewhere I Belong. And everybody knows this song. Yeah. It's, it's still, it, yeah. It's got a little electro intro with like, keyboards and drums and then the guitars and the scratchies come in and then it feels like Linkin Park. Uh, this song drives me up a wall. This is probably my... Well, it has the worst chorus. Um, yes! That's so that. the I want to heal, I want to feel what I thought was something real. Something like, real. That's a, ba a brain pain insane lyric. Like the, Yeah, it's just terrible. the heal, feel, real <laughs> over yeah. and over. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I, this is this is a hard skip for me. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets into the I'm gonna break away and find myself. Like, yeah, all right, man, all right, all right I see dude. where you're going. Okay, yeah. Um, next up is lying from you, and I love this. Track. Yeah, I like it too. Except it's got that like Macklemore riff throughout the whole song. <laughs> like, it's good. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is the Lincoln Park I'm here for. Like, Mike and Chester get equal billing, and Mike, for the most part, stays away from the nonsense bars. And it's got just like a good tension that fucking explodes at the two minute mark. Yeah, Chester found out how to scream. Oh, extremely. Yeah, I mean, his screams were amazing on this record. 
yeah he just continues with the lyrical theme let me take back my life i'd rather be all alone anywhere on my own chester are you doing the drugs yeah 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 Yeah. wants to be alone to do the drugs next up is hit the floor it's a lincoln park album so we gotta let mike get into his rap bag rapidly rap all over the place Uh, <laughs> it's it's filler, right? There's no way they played this song live, is there? No, God, no. Uh, Chester's vocals hit a new level. We're hearing him as a fully formed vocalist. Oh, yeah, he's and, all the way there. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, next up, here's a giant snooze fest. Mm-hmm. Easier to run. Yeah, it's it's more the same lyrically. It's easier to run, to go, to face this pain. You're all alone. Like, I don't know who Chester was dating, but he fucking hates that person. <laughs> I kind of like the rap part in this song, though. Um, like, man, I would have left it on the cutting room. Yeah, 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 I kind of agree with that. But like, I also get that they needed a ballad. Like, as we've discussed before, Linkin Park is analogous to a group like InSync, but new metal. Yeah, extremely. They're yeah, they're talented, and by God, their heart throbs. Yeah, the the ladies love them. The dudes tattooed flames on their wrists. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chester dolls are all sold out, but uh, the gun range headphones guy, there's, pl- yeah, there's lots of, of brands on the shelf. Yeah, there's lots of brands. <laughs> Next up is, I mean, come on. Faint. Okay, so here's the thing. Faint, big hit. Everybody knows this mm-hmm. song. All that I hear, right. the first time I heard it to now, what I hear when I hear that song. It sounds like Britney Spears. I'm not mad about that mashup. <laughs> no, that mashup's kind of awesome. Actually. <laughs> it's kind of um, great. But yeah, it's got that that intro. Sounds like the intro to Toxic. Like it's such a, a point in time where, like, across genre, we're like, this is the this is the sample we're using. I'm sure with all of the mixers and engineers and this and that, like they got the guy who did the right, thing yeah, for the thing. Exactly. The song's actually. Yeah, I think it was the like, second single. I, I think I think you're right. Yeah, uh, the dynamic between the two vocalists is excellent and like each one really gets to show off their talents and finally seven tracks in we're getting the little glitchy vocal thing yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it sounds like the cd skipping although yeah i I do think that this one hits on new metal trope number one where it's like kind of touching on the misogyny like Mm. chester starts screaming don't turn your back on me i won't be ignored you're gonna listen to me whether you like it or not right now and let's not forget this is the same man that's saying shut up when i'm talking to you okay all right (laughs) i I, I make a joke a lot that you made on the uh cottonmouth kings episode where you talked about where you were like getting high with a guy who looks like the kind of guy that tells his girlfriend to shut up And and like that's like and so whenever I hear that this this part I, I cringe a little bit. Hey, sh- shut up! I'm talking <laughs> right, to you. Shut up! Yeah, yeah. You're gonna listen God. to me whether you like it or not. Yeah, and then that's the type of guy who then looks at you when you're just like paralyzed. Is like fucking women? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is also a track that they bring out other folks to go off on live. So. I want to share a couple different instances of this song with other performers in the mix so that we can see the range. 
First off, this is Linkin Park in 2014 doing Faint with the singer of, of Mice and Men, Austin Carlisle. Not bad. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Not, not bad. Uh, and you can kind of tell, like, Austin's a younger dude. I'm sure that this album and this song helped influence a lot of different, more modern hardcore singers' uh, style, whether they like it or yeah, not. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, next up, we've got Bert of the Used. Yeah, yeah, not bad. As Bert McCracken in his head is just screaming at Kelly Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when everyone was like, dude, Bert the used is so good, like the guy screams and he throws up on stage. <laughs> yeah. It was like, do the thing. Oh, that was a weird fucking timeline. That was the same time when like everybody in America was tuning in to the Osmonds, the Osborne Osborne's. Yeah. To watch like <laughs> Ozzy Osborne swear at his children. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking septuagenarian pissing his pants. Oh God. I, I just think that man is begging for death. <laughs> dude. We're fucking 20 years later and he's still kicking. It's amazing. All right. So now that you've had the, you know, what I would consider two good versions Let's listen to M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold uh -oh. shit all over this song. Jesus, it's like a performance at karaoke night at the fucking <laughs> fish fry at the American Legion in fucking <laughs> Joliet, Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, good old M Shadows comes oh, out in his Sons Jesus. of Anarchy gear. Just oh my god! And, and that was 2017. My god, god. Damn, 14 years after this album came out to fucking practice. <laughs> fucking Avenged Sevenfold's so bad. I'm sorry if any of you listen to this like that band, and I'm sure some of you do. I'm sorry, but that shit sucks. Yeah, it's uh, it ain't great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Sum 41 with Mike Shinoda and from just a few years ago. They go through the song and it's a fine cover, but notice what they do. If you can't do the thing, don't do the thing. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Sum 41 was always kind of a joke band, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, they're still good. You know, yeah. like, good musicians, fucking killer stage presence. And I would be remiss to point out that their lead singer, as a throwback to our last two episodes, is wearing a fucking dope Misfits t-shirt. That he is. Yeah, they, like, turned up the heavy on that breakdown, too. Like, the guitars are just fucking Shinoda's fucking grooving. And yeah, some 41 just run around the stage, amping up the crowd. And like, yeah. yeah, I like, I like what you just said. If you can't do the thing, don't do the thing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great cover. Yeah. That was cool. Moving on is a uh, bit of a palate cleanser at uh, figure 0.09, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's the fucking same song again. You become a part of me. I can't separate. I let myself become you. It's the fucking same song. Right. It's a good song, though, and I'm a sucker for cymbals that sound like someone hitting an anvil. Like, <laughs> anytime you got that clang, clang, like, I'm, I'm into it. Oh, like, like the snare drum in St. Anger, which also came out in 2003. <laughs> God, did it? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Well, I was thinking more like Helmet. <laughs> but, you know, it's like gang, 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 gang. Like, you got to watch your clangs. I'd be remiss to not point out he also sings, Get away from me, give me my space back. <laughs> this whole, this is a concept album about leaving me alone. <laughs> Could you imagine they had 80 demos? How much of this is leave me alone, go away? Like, all of it. Yeah. I love you, Chester, but come on. All right. Next up is Breaking the Habit. And this is our boy band track. This is the most non-Linkin Park single of every Linkin Park single. It's got drum machine drums, mm -hmm. synths, and clean guitars. It sounds a bit like Crawling in the Dark, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, That's interesting. Got big Doug Rob energy on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this song is about a friend of Shinoda's drug addiction. And like this song was not performed live very much because the lyrics hit too close to home to Chester, who was trying to also break the habit of drugs you know and that's weird because like usually you got a band like alice in chains or something they're just like i'm on drugs yeah. <laughs> i'm dying from drugs <laughs> it's like why did you make me a millionaire so i could do drugs that's yeah it's not yeah. like a good that's that wasn't meant to be an alice in chains uh that's like nickelback <laughs> yeah, I don't think Nickelback's on drugs. No, they're on like Molson. <laughs> <laughs> doing drugs in my mansion. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Nickelback would sing about doing drugs while like sipping decaf coffee and like eating a fucking <laughs> muffin or something. I gotta hollow out Avermaville. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On Kevin. drugs. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, next up is From the Inside, and yeah, it's a ballad, and honestly, it's a boring track, but it has the heaviest part of the entire album. Yeah, that, the bridge? Yup. Yeah, the bridge is cool. Which we will now play. I won't trust myself. so good <laughs> yeah i mean he's you know god tier vocalist there's yeah. no denying it at this point yeah that's so fucking heavy i love it next up is nobody's listening and it's mike 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 yeah uh, yeah rap. it's like kung fu mike <laughs> just rapidly rapping it's got a kung fu vibe but yeah it is a rap song but like chester's chorus is like super nursery rhymey and shitty and like i think the song would be better if like chester didn't show up for this one yeah yeah no i agree interestingly this song samples the jay-z notorious big track brooklyn's finest and mike does have a little clever turn of verse here i want you to pay attention to this first verse uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, peep the style and the way the cop sweat uh-huh. The number one question is can the feds get us? Uh-huh. I got been. D- All right, let's check out Nobody's Listening. Yo, peep the style and the kids checking for it. The number one question is how could you ignore it? So he gives a little homage to. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of neat. So Mike, when he wants to, can uh, he knows his history? Yeah, this song also has probably my favorite introduction on a rap song. Okay, I'm reloaded. You motherfuckers think you big time? Fucking with Jay-Z, you gonna die big time. Here come the pain. Just great. Just great. Dude, that this album cover... The, the font <laughs> jay-z's reasonable doubt just google that they just use the emboss filter in photoshop it's so fucking bad <laughs> it's his first album <laughs> it's the, like, what art department signed off on this and why does jay-z have umlauts above the y <laughs> it's like motley crew <laughs> all right so next up is session and let's just let Mr. Han do his thing. I love this. Yeah. I mean the first, the, you know, hybrid theory, it, it had a track like this and they mm-hmm. just give Mr. Han one. Um, it was nominated for the best instrumental rock song at the 46th Grammy awards. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want a whole album of this to listen to when I'm working. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I thought that exact same thing. I think it's kind of a shame that it was buried at the second to last song. Mm-hmm. Although I do kind of think having a gap between nobody's listening and the best song in the album with this earwash is kind of neat all right well with that let's take it home uh last is numb yeah and no i mean this is one of the very best lincoln park songs it's i mean i don't know man it's a top three probably for me Mm -hmm. um it's centered around a little piano lick and a quiet loud quiet structure um the song has chester doing his boy band vocal thing without very much rap parts it is a huge crushing chorus it's a perfect album closer and it was the first lincoln park song to get one billion views on youtube holy shit i didn't know that yeah billion wow so here's something I found interesting. I was thinking to myself, this has to be the most played song from their tours. So uh, according to Setlist FM, and this is in no way an exact science, but this is the seventh most played song in their live sets historically, uh, which I found a bit surprising. But do you want to guess the uh, number one? Hmm. Crawling? No, that is actually going to be number four. Okay. Oh, uh, in the end. Yes. Yeah. So counting down to numb is in the end, one step closer, paper cut, crawling, faint, points of authority, and then numb. So, Oh, wow. I can't believe it's that far down. Yeah. But think about that also, that in the entire career of that band, the most played songs are the first two albums. Yeah. Well, I would like to just see that set, right? The, yeah. That, what you just said, and then I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, you, you want be me? awesome. I would be stoked. Yeah, you want me to bring the car around? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that concludes Meteora proper as we know it. Uh, yeah, in uh, February, the band announced that they are re-releasing the album again on like a 20th anniversary on multiple formats, including a vinyl box set, which is pretty sick. Yeah, and it is a massive release. It's six albums worth of tracks which is just nuts. Yeah. I don't think I need that. No, 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 I do not. 
But uh, I guess when you have 80 demos to start. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so there's an obvious media push around this. Uh, so that's gonna kind of what we're going to talk about next. For those of you that still listen to Modern Rock Radio and still listen to New Metal, you already know this. Uh, mm-hmm. For people more like Kevin and myself that wax nostalgic about the genre but rarely, you know, partake, um, Linkin Park di- released a new song called yeah. Lost that was uh, found on a hard drive by Shinoda from the Meteora sessions and was decided to leave it off of the album. Um, this song debuted at number one on Billboard's Rock and Alternative chart, and it got up to number two on the mainstream rock chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, have you listened to the song, Kevin? Yeah, you want to give it a listen real quick? Yeah, let's a little do part it. of it. Just a scar somewhere down inside of me. Something I cannot repair. Even though it will always be. I pretend. So there you have it. So like uh, we talked about it in the first Linkin Park episode, but like Mike Shinoda was a graphic designer before, mm-hmm. you know, starting the band. Like one of the reasons that Linkin Park is probably the best all around new metal band is like they're a multimedia project and their music videos are always fucking awesome. And this one is no exception. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh leans very heavily. I mean, it is anime, but Linkin yeah. Park has always been like anime adjacent. Yeah, for so. sure. Fuck it, make them all look like Pokemon trainers. I don't care. Yeah, it's a cool video. The song itself, um, I think it charted do more to nostalgia than to the strength of the song. It's not a bad song. Um, but Can we listen to Mike Shinoda's reasoning for this? Uh, leave oh, it yeah. yourself? Yeah, 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 go for it. We found demos of all the other, all, all of the songs that made the albums, demos of songs that didn't make the album. And then we found Lost. So Lost was a song that, we completely finished and mixed. We may have even mastered it. It was ready to go. And we were picking songs for Meteora and we had to draw the line somewhere. It's like, it's going to be, let's say 12 songs. Here's where that ends. And Lost was number 13. And the only reason it didn't make it onto the album was because it was too similar to Numb Mm. in like energy. And we were like, yeah, we've got, one of those on the record like we don't need two of them it would it would have to like take the spot of a different one gotcha. and we didn't want to do that all right mike let me give you some suggestions on where that could fit in uh let's go back to the top of the episode oh forward <laughs> the the 13 second nothing song that that could uh that could go yeah you, yeah, you could have just bookended it with similar songs yeah uh somewhere i belong real feel heal. <laughs> let's let's get that the fuck out of there and get this song in <laughs> Uh, oh, let's see here. From the inside, me. Okay, yeah, I'll let that one go. I will let that one go. Uh, what else do we got here? Nobody's listening. Yeah, nobody's listening. Come on, get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, nobody needs to listen to that. Hey-oh! <laughs> uh, of course, you got to let Mr. Han still do his thing, so we're keeping that in. But yeah, there's plenty of places you could slot this in. And it's a good song. It is a very good song. It, yeah. It would have been yeah. a gr- good song then. It's a great song now. Yeah, and, you know, good good for those guys that it's, uh you know, tearing up the charts. Uh, you know, rock radio hasn't been awesome for the last 20 years so sure hasn't it makes me wonder what else they have left on these hard drives well yeah and i mean because they did so much in-house like there's Mm -hmm. probably a bunch of stuff yeah Yeah. i mean this is the first like post death of a frontman release this is Mm -hmm. like a um the millennial version of nirvana's you know you're right it absolutely is yeah, yeah, I thought the so same thing. That song was released a couple of years after Kurt Cobain died. I think that one might be a little bit of a better song, but um, from a production standpoint, Lost is uh, you know just as like any other Linkin Park song, super yeah. well produced, super well put together. Yeah, it's great. All right, do we want to shift our focus to uh, Shinoda? So the next release, uh, Mike Shinoda has released a song uh, that is on the soundtrack for Scream 6. I was alerted to this one by my girlfriend who went to see Scream 6 and was like, uh, hey, Google Mike Shinoda in my head. So like, I didn't know if there were like press releases. It wasn't on my radar until it came out, but it is out. Featuring Kaylee Morg, which which I and everybody else at first glance thought said Kylie Minogue. Like, yeah, I did do that. I was like, what yeah, everybody fuck? did it. I was like, how the fuck do you afford Kylie Minogue? <laughs> Although this Kaylee Morg person is somewhat interesting. She's a young female artist who actually got popular after covering a Tiger's Jaw song on YouTube. Which is cool because what? Tiger's Jaw fucking rules. The personal life section on her Wikipedia page says, Morg is based in Los Angeles. She is openly queer and pansexual. She practices witchcraft. Her favorite fictional character is Sailor Moon. So that's about as Gen Z as it gets. <laughs> yeah, that's literally every teenager that I'm terrified of right now. <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing to my values? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, um, it's a pop song featuring uh, Shinoda's rap on the verse and Kaylee Morg on the hook. I don't hate it. It's uh, it's not my genre, and I'm not the target audience. But overall, I, I think I kind of like it. Now yeah, let's give it a quick listen. Let it begin. Push it away, but it's pulling me in. Try to pretend. I'm not aware when I do it again. I know the signs. I see the pattern in front of my eyes. Something inside me open and wide, stretching and coming alive. I can't stop it when it starts. Trying not to fall apart. Building up until it all goes dark. In my head. I can feel it getting closer. Breathing heavy on my shoulder. You know what it reminds me of automatically when I listen to it? What? For my theme song, like. my leather black jeans song, like. my by any means on, part and I'm getting my scream on. All right, enough of that psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see the similarities. Though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, I was just like, it sounds like black skinhead, but obviously that's just the drum pattern. Everything else is right. wildly different. And, you know, yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see him taking the next kind of turn in his career arc. Uh, they've already been very adamant that Linkin Park is done. I think he's doing a good job of being a caretaker for the legacy of that band and also for, you know, sharing all of this wealth of stuff that he has with the public, maybe even sometimes to detriment. We'll see how good this uh, Meteora release is. But um, listening back to this album, this was a good one. This is one that I needed. Uh, Yeah, no, this was fun. It was nice, especially after doing some obscure non-necessarily new metal Danzig stuff for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to come back to something a little bit more mainstream. Yeah, I think we should stay here for a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Until I find some other abomination to, to, <laughs> to throw at you. <laughs> and I'm looking, buddy. All right, man. Well, let's bring it on home and tell me what you've been listening to. Uh, all right. So I found a band from San Antonio. They call themselves Southwest Emo. They're called Slow Joy. Mm-hmm. And it came up uh, as just like recommended, like, you know, how like now on Instagram, it just puts a bunch of shit you don't follow in front of you all the time. Sure does. Um, it brought up this band. It like auto played. And I was like, this is interesting. And I looked to see if I had any mutuals following it. And the only person that I follow that also follows Slow Joy is Rustin Kelly, who is like a Americana singer that I've talked about on the show a few times. I'm awesome. a really big fan of. Um, so uh, let me play you a little bit of their song Crawling. All right. So that was Crawling by Slow Joy. Nice. I like it. On my end, I have been listening to Mole, and it's M-O with the weird slashy thing through it. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Like like what Under Oath does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that thing's called. And they are a Danish band that a friend of the show, Brendan, turned me on to. And I have just been playing on repeat their album uh, from, I believe it's from 2021, called Jord or Jord? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> J-O-R-D. So I'm going to say Jord. And yeah, the, I mean, the best description I can give you is atmospheric black metal. Okay, cool. Here is the track Burma from Mol off the album Jord. Nice. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, death heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of does. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, really enjoy that. So uh, that is mole. All right, man. Uh, that's all we got for this week. Nick, where can they find us? Cool. You can find us on Instagram at days of the new. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nick underscore the underscore knife. You can find me on Instagram at K-J-D-E-L-U-R-Y. And, um, man, we really got to get better about these outros. Yeah, we never really mastered this part. No, no. I mean, yeah, I, we, I'll try to, I'll, uh, I'll try to get better, Kevin. I'm sorry. Do better, Nick. Do better. All right. We'll see you guys next week. We'll try and be better. Yeah, maybe. All right. Bye. <laughs> Days of the New is a production of the Palm Springs 86. Because you were there and everywhere. <laughs>